Welcome back to Brews with the Homies. This is episode 25. On this episode, we got a very special guest with us with our normal hosts as it is. Brews with D-Bro, Brews with JB, Heron Brews, and our special guest, Matt from Beer Zombies. Welcome. What's up? Thanks for having me, guys. Anytime. anytime. So before we get this episode really going, we're going to talk about uh, the anniversary of today of the late, great Kobe Bryant. A lot of people... um, have a lot of fond memories of Kobe, and I feel like today would be a good day to share one of those fond memories you have of Kobe. And we'll start with you, JB. What do you? What's your fond moment? Of oh Kobe? man! So growing up, you know, I was a Lakers fan. You know, I was born in Pasadena, California. My parents were a huge Lakers fan. Um, when we were younger, we would watch games at the house, and we would watch that uh, Kobe Shaq just one two punch, and just watching those championships, what they did. And how much Kobe like, grinded throughout his career, the work he put in, and the way he dominated the game, and we just looked up to that. And even now, you know, people still Kobe every time they throw something in the trash, shoot something. So that's the first just, thing you hear is yep, Kobe. Kobe, and you just know it. Like <laughs> yeah. that's the thing in school, and it just grew up with us. And that's kind of what stuck with me. How even before he passed just how he stuck with people and how he resonated with people and what he was trying to say and the message he brought to all the younger generation now in basketball. And they took his challenges, took what he was, his aspect to the game and approach to the game and really wanted to up their game. Yeah. So I just appreciate that. And, you know, it's sad what happened. And, but, you know, Pau Gasol's there. And, you know, the first time we saw those posts, you know, kind of teared up, cried a little bit. Oh, you have yeah. to. It's a sad so thing. It's unexpected. Yeah, you know. exactly. Aaron, what was your fondness moment? So, you know, growing up, I, I grew up out in the L.A. area until I was 10. And, you know, you have memories after, what, maybe the age of four or something. Mm-hmm. So seeing Shaq and Kobe and just winning championships back to back and you're just like, what's, this is crazy. I mean, I don't know, like this is the team that's local. So you're like, okay, I guess every team is this good, but not really. Like, it's just, I have the winningest team that's cool. And just, I don't know, just seeing it on, you know, you can barely see the number eight on on Kobe on the screen at the point, you know, like everything was so pixelated in a way where yeah. it's just like like you grew up with him yeah, throughout the times there's no yeah. hd whatsoever during these moments but every moment was just awesome so yeah. i guess that's that's a memory you know memory okay so like one of my fondest moments or memories is in the finals when they're playing against the portland trailblazers when kobe throws it up to Shaq and dunks it in at that moment i knew that at that young of an age that we were watching something like very special, you know, you don't get to see many talented players like that in a lifetime. And that's pretty cool to, you know, have that memory. And like, like you guys all said, he's touched a lot of generations. He's from pixelated to a number change, dropping 81, then winning another champion or two championships and then retiring, going out with what? 63. Like, come on. That guy literally came back and beat the odds multiple times, and it's pretty cool to see. Matt, you got a memory? Yeah, Yeah, no, I mean, I was never, like, the biggest basketball guy. My thing was, I was a big fan of, like, you know, 90s Jordan and the Bulls, and that was something that I was, like, just kind of transcended the game. We were, like, you're just watching an all-time athlete, so 
But, I mean, Kobe was, like, hard to ignore. And that was a guy where he, I mean, it's funny enough, as a not-basketball guy, the one jersey I owned when I was still playing in hardcore bands uh, was a the 24 Kobe jersey, the yep. purple one. Nice. I wear it, yep. like, almost every show and, like, pretty much every picture of me on stage was that jersey. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, do you just love basketball? And I was like, I just like Kobe. Like, yeah. And so, you know. Uh, just to watch what he did over the years, man, like it was just, it was something so special. And I remember watching him in the finals in like the, you know, mid 2000s and you're just like, damn, this guy just can't lose. You know? And I think the game was just better back then because, uh, you know, you didn't have like, you know, I don't know. It was just everyone now, like they kind of have like just some weirdness about them that I never really vibes with me. Kobe was that guy (laughs) was like genuinely, you know, phenomenal human being touched a lot of lives. And I think would just like one of those MJ level just, you yeah. know, transcends the game greatness. Yeah, so. I I really do agree with you on that. Like like I said, we you know, it wasn't just Kobe that passed away today, it was his daughter and six others. So definitely our thoughts are with y'all today. But we're gonna go ahead and get this kicked off with the first beer. We're gonna yeah. break it off. JB, go ahead and take the floor. So this one, shout out to Mark, my boss, for you know, buying my spot in this raffle. He was gracious enough to do that, so I was able to win an Equilibrium collab with Short Throw. So this one, Swiss Bliss Batch Number Two, it's barrel aged. You're gonna get a lot of, I think the biggest components of this is chocolate, almond, coffee, and marshmallow. Oh yeah. And it's gonna be at 14%. So we already poured it up for everyone. So let's talk about the aroma, and then we'll cheers up and give it a taste. It's what do you guys think? Big like coffee note on yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. So the bottle looks like the hot chocolate packet. Yeah, very OG, yeah. Like, very, like, throwback. If you think hard enough, you can get that. Like, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> hot chocolate? Like, if you're really trying yeah. to smell, you're oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you look, you that, look no. past the coffee, yeah, yeah. you can kind of get like that. I get, like, a little nuttiness. I get yeah. more of the hazel smell yep. to it. Yep, I did too on the back end, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Cheers. let's go ahead. Cheers, Cheers. guys. Cheers. Oh, that's good. All right. So, Matt was the first one to respond. You're going to get the first question. Okay. What is the first thing you get on your taste buds? First thing, I get a lot of marshmallow, which is crazy because you don't get it a lot from the aroma. Yeah. But, like, man, that punch, damn, that's kind of, like, nostalgic. That kind of takes me back. Or I'm just, like, thinking about, like, the last time I had hot cocoa where it's just, like, the little mini marshmallows on top. Like, damn, that hits. That is, that's awesome. That's, that's I like that description. We're going to leave it that one alone. That alone. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a good one. Heron, so from the smell to the taste, like, do you see the big difference? You know what? Or, I don't get that much coffee on the taste buds. No. Yeah. Like, I get a lot of, like, that powdered hot cocoa, which is awesome. It's, it's so cool. It's just so weird from the nose to the taste, and it just, it punches you. It's big. Like, you could tell this is a barrel-aged beer. It has a lot going on to it, but... There's not like a big barrel that I'm getting. I'm not really like no. sensing that barrel or able to pull it, but maybe that's what's giving it that punch, and it's just so well hidden. Like no, maybe that's what's there's going there's on. There's not a lot of heat there, which yeah. I don't mind a hot stout. Like yeah. you know, a lot of times I'm a huge bourbon guy, so for me, I'm like if I get heat from the barrel, I'm like so be it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But um, man, that drink's good. That's fantastic. 
So for a person like me who's not really, I've started really growing on stouts beforehand. I couldn't stand them. Now it's like growing on to me. This is actually a whole bottle I can see myself drinking by myself. I mean, you'd be on the floor afterwards. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but like most of the time with like stouts, I'm like, oh, a little taster's good, you know? Yeah. But like this is like the one that I'm like, damn, I really want more of this. I like, definitely agree with yeah. you. Like this is something that I would be like, okay, I could split this between two people or even... Hey, if it's that kind of night, let me just drink this whole thing. Yeah, hey, I mean, it depends on what kind of day you're having. Yeah, yeah kind of day, right? <laughs> I'm just glad that Equilibrium is starting to get some love. Uh, it's something that we have at the shop right now, and it's really cool. I think New York City has a great beer scene, and it's cool to see them getting some like recognition. Um, so, yeah, if you find Equilibrium, go buy like a case and maybe drink a bottle and blackout. Who knows? So yeah. just yeah. you know, enjoy it like whatever. <laughs> so you, you since you mentioned the shop. What is the best beer you've personally had out of the case so far? Oh, man. Just this month? This this month alone, yeah. Okay. I was like, it's tough. Uh, yeah. No, this month alone. Funny enough, uh, I'm going to do two because okay. every time anybody asks me that question, I'm like, there's just too much good stuff normally. Yes. Uh, one, I'm going to be a little bit of a homer here. Uh, ours that we just came out this month, uh, We Are The Weirdos. Uh, it is a double dry hop, double IPA imperial, a style that we do very well. Um uh, Super smooth, love that guy. Second pick, uh, funny enough, Equilibrium. Uh, straight out of the laboratory, I'm a big triple guy, so this is just one that you drink it and it's dangerous because it's crazy smooth. But as it warms, you start to get like the you know complex like nature of the brewing process, and there really tastes a good uh, kind of profile from the hops. So that's probably my two. Yeah, okay, nice. yeah. I, li- I like those two. I-, I like that. So now. With this stout that we just finished, or I yeah. mean, no, we didn't finish, but we're going to let it warm up just a little bit. We're going to see how it tastes like a little bit warmed up. Absolutely. So, JB, let's go on to the next one. What do you got up there? Next one, Matt brought us. It's from Jay Wakefield and other half club. It's Jiu-Jitsu Juice. Love the can already. Uh, nice artwork. We'll include it in the podcast episode as the picture. But, yeah, this one... Seven percent, and I'll look it up on Untap real quick just to see what's in it. But I kind of already stole a sip, and I really enjoy it. But we'll <laughs> oh, get man. a little this wow. year. Wow. Uh, party foul! <laughs> party foul! Oh, this year he pulled a deep. Yeah, because I like to go back and forth with my style, and then I was like, "Oh man, kind of ruined that one." Oh man, that's smooth. Well, that is really good. So I've had this one already. This one um, I like because I eat it, and like I just said, I'm not a big triple guy. So yeah. a lot of times I don't. I kind of like stray away from some of the six, seven percent stuff. But um, this is one that I was like, you know what? With it being other half again, New York City, love those guys. Um, had to have it. Crazy smooth though. I'm yeah, like, it is very smooth. I was really taken back by that, the, like the smoothness. I was like, oh man, there's something's gonna like get me and i was like oh nothing got me all yeah. right cool gotta go for a second sip well it's, it's nice crazy. too because it's not like watery you yeah know? And like yeah, that's no, what no. a lot of lower abv beers are kind of just like i don't know me, me me being that guy where i'm just like i only drink triples and i'm not that guy at all but i was like it's it's well balanced good mouthfeel like i i love this one shout out to benny for getting me uh getting me this bottle one of my uh compatriots at beers on me so thanks yeah. appreciate you Vinny. always um for this one it kind of reminds me a little bit of Last year, as you guys listen to the podcast, I'm a triple whore or, you know, quads, all that. Was, <laughs> Dustin always likes to label Tri- me as that. <laughs> triple, oh, 
I instant hard, try. That's what he is. Because like, as soon as you hear try, his what? 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 When <laughs> I was at North Park, the guy's like, "Be careful, these are triples." And uh, he saw my beers on my shirt, and we started talking. He's like, "Oh man, no, no, you're good." He's like, and then we started talking. And I was like, "Yeah, I love triples, man. Let me have all of them." And but this one reminds me of probably one of my top beers of last year from Horace. They did a collab with Fit Ins. And their single IPA from that series, I think it was about 7%. It was very smooth. It didn't taste watery. And it had so much flavor. I actually preferred it over the triple in that series. And to me, it was like mind-blowing. I was like, man, I haven't had a single that good in so long. So I like to go triples and I lean that way. But it's always nice to be able to pick out a beer or something like this where you haven't. And you're like, man, good refresher. And keeps me going every once in a while to get lower just single ips yeah so one question i always ask like these two matt is like for the stout and and the ipa here like is this something that you would recommend to somebody that's first like trying to get into the beer scene or is this something that you like save off for like one of your like friends that would like is really invested into it I mean, I I think for me it's like I, I I never try to like put a label on like oh if you're a first time person yeah. in the industry like you have to drink this beer yeah because I have people that come in and they'll be like oh I'm not the biggest beer person and they'll go you know sour a lot of times is kind of the most approachable one yeah and it's something that I got my fiance in through that way in the beer um, but I mean I've had the rare person they're like all I drink is like barrel aged stouts and I'm like whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> you know so I think it's really just important to like I kind of just like kind of ask questions and like listen for feedback and then you know I'm like I never assume because you know you never want to be the person that's like oh like you do craft beer you have to have a sour and yeah. they're like whoa buddy like I, I like I'm a stout person yeah like, or, you so know, you triple. gotta listen to what they like and kind of judge it from there exactly but I mean I think as far as like just these two beers it, specifically like they're extremely approachable I think if you were somebody that liked a sweeter beer you could really appreciate the stout yeah. if you were someone that just didn't want to get punch in the face with too much hops because it's not a profile that you're familiar yeah. with i think the ipa would be a, a solid like you know recommendation as well okay yeah. I, I like that i like that we always yeah. get different views on here and it's awesome to kind of get these conversations out there because you know what we think sometimes a little bit different from everybody else yeah, and like that's just a conversation piece because yeah. there's always somebody's taste buds that's a little bit different a little bit finer that's cool yeah, and it's nice to have Matt here and give that side because you're always dealing with people going in and out of the shop. You have your regulars, but then when you get new people, it's always how can you engage them and recommend something to where they'll enjoy it and come back, right? Like, yeah. Or they could try something and be like, you know what? I liked that he didn't judge me or he didn't. So it's like that balance of how can I find a beer that works for you without being like too pushy and like, here, this is why I recommend if you guys want something on tap. Here's something that cans if you want it to go. And that's why, you know, we like to hang out at Beer Zombies. We meet people and we bring stuff to share because when people are there running stuff to go or just want to have something on tap and we're sharing, it's an opportunity for those people to try something new. And they something could try a monkish. Yeah. They could try something that's kind of that they wouldn't be able to get normally or wouldn't go out of their comfort zone to try. And they could be like, wow, I like that. So that's, you know, the whole point of Brews with the Homies and this podcast and sharing with people. And that's why we've gotten so much more into going to Beer Zombies, sharing or going to events and doing these types of things because we could share that knowledge and get more people into beer or have those conversations with friends. So. Yeah, it's a conversation starter, you know. What we you got, that. Aaron? What you got? So I guess as a, you know, as a frequent 
consumer of beer zombies, I kind of want to <laughs> add something because this is kind of cool. Yeah. You know, you guys are on the like, oh yeah, you know, this is good at the shop or, you know, whatnot. One thing I love about, you know, just being at beer zombies is everyone behind the bar is going to recommend like, hey, do you actually like IPAs? And then if they say, yeah, if the patron says, yeah, well, guess what? You're going to get recommended the best one in there that like, you know, their favorite that they enjoy. They're like, yeah. oh yeah, this one. And then after you have that one, they're going to recommend the second best and then the third best. Yeah. And then they're just going to continue going. Like they're not going to hide the ball from you. No, no yeah. Whatsoever. They want you to experience that. And yeah. it's funny because me and Heron will go in there and there's times where we've tried pretty much everything on the board or we'll just be like, yo, Matt, like we trust you. Pick us a can. He's like, you know what? I got you. He'll just pick something random out of the fridge. He's like, let me pour you up. And we'll be like, okay. There's just that trust there. Like anytime we go in, we could be like, you know what? You decide for us this time. And rarely ever disappoints. And even if it did, we'd give him shit. And he'd be like, you know what? I got you here. Let me give you another one. So it's always fun, you know, to talk about it and just be like, yeah, that one, this is why I liked it. And you're like, oh, shit, that's why I enjoyed it. So you, you know my personality now. You know what I like and that's the connection you have when you go to a bottle shop or know these people they'll start to like curate to your style they'll know what you like and they'll be able to point you in the right direction so that's yeah. always a benefit to have to support your local bottle shops or breweries because you can make those connections and it's hard if you go to just a normal liquor store to kind of make that and have those recommendations so it's always worth it to you know go there support them and you know the just buy the beer there and give that back. There's a yeah. value of someone actually tasting it. And precision. Yeah. And, and, well, and know. they're also super friendly and people that, like, when you go there, you're going to have a good time. There's, like, hard... There's never been a time where I've been in there where I've had, like, a bad time. Like, that's either jokes are being cracked, people just having conversations, and it's, like, a... It's a good environment to be around. That's something that you want to go experience. That's something that you should go try to seek out at these places because you'll find... Most of the time, people like the same things as what you like. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, similar. I would say it's like the the shops are they're very. It's been like the Cheers Bar where we like it, where like <laughs> kind of like everybody knows your name when you walk in, and it's like it's a really cool community. And I think that my like you guys are saying my favorite part of the gig is you know just like making sure I, I like that everyone just. Basically, I wanted them to drink the same good stuff that I'm having. Yeah. I don't want to be like, oh, like, you know, just pick whatever and, you know, just kind of fly with the wind. And that, that's that's fine if you know what you're doing. But there are other times where I'm like, let me get you something in the phrase that I think you might miss because you haven't had it. And, like, seeing, like, the just, I don't know, like, joy on their faces. Like, that's what makes it all worth it for me. Yeah. And, you know, meeting kind of, like, cool people in a whole community. Like, I've made some lifelong friends out of this gig and it's it's insane. And this is why I want to do this career for the rest of my life. And yeah. especially with where I'm at. So, yeah, it's, it's awesome. So my next question, we're going to kind of get off of the beer for a little bit, get the next can set up. This past weekend, Heron, this is the first time I've ever seen you invested in football. Yeah. And, like, I pretty much watched every single game of football this weekend with you. And it's yeah. been crazy. It's so fun. And JB and I, our teams are out, and uh, Matt is a Bills fan. <laughs> oh, no. And I feel the absolute worst for doing this. <laughs> But he and I have different takes probably on this overtime rule. 
Because I'm a diehard Broncos fan. Yeah. So the overtime rule worked out in my favor when Tim Tebow threw that across the middle of the pass to Marius Thomas. Yikes. And he scored Yikes. in the playoffs. Yikes. It worked in my favor. Right. Your case where you guys were literally in the game the whole time, if not dominating at some point. Yeah. They don't give you guys a shot. No. And, I, and like for me, who's been on the side that wins, I love it. But at the same time, for situations like this where I'm just like, you should just give the Bills a chance. Just yeah. just do whatever you got to do to make the Bills have a chance. I mean, my thing, I'll say this. I was the person where, obviously, that game, utter shock because, you know, and I always tell everyone, like, no one knows what it's like to be a Bills fan. Like, you've lost before, but, like, you've never, like, had a team where, like, that city has never won anything. Like, no matter what sport. And they always, like... We always laugh because we're like, that's the most Bills way to lose, where they just lose in hilarious fashion. Yeah. Where you're like, there's no possible way. 13 seconds. They're going to lose that game, oh. right? And, you know, great game back and forth. Josh Allen is obviously, like, our future. And yeah. we're going to win one with them eventually. I think, for me, overall, I there was a couple pieces on our team that didn't stack up that I didn't want to go further and be disappointed in another Super Bowl and lose five now. Yeah. Like, yeah. and not have the complete team. I want to go when we have dominating running back, defensive tackle, O-line, all that good stuff. Pieces that I think we need to be a complete yeah. team. Allen's great, but our defense played terrible. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. they literally... Well, one thing is it's tough to play defense against the Chiefs. I mean, I'm going to say this. OT, like, it shouldn't have been gotten OT. Like, for, I think for all Bills fans, we're like, you should be able to play good enough defense for 13 for seconds. Th- yeah. <laughs> not to go to OT. Yeah, and I agree, the, I agree. the play calling was terrible. I, sorry to our defensive coordinator, but I want him gone. Like, yeah. because <laughs> I was a, like... To be honest, to me, that's a fireable offense. That's a fireable yeah. offense for me. And I'm like, I think that's... Fair to think, obviously heartbreaking, and you know it's it's one of those crushing things where that's our my generation's like wide right, even though it yeah, was two rounds yeah. before. Uh, but you know, I think it's like, hey, you know, you got to get better in the offseason, move on, and I'd rather go the distance and win that round and go further and win the entire thing. Once it's like we have the complete team to not be beaten yeah. by anybody, and I'll say this hot take, and nobody really thinks this, but maybe just me. I think Josh Allen is leagues better than Patrick Mahomes. I think he is clutch. I think he can do it without a complete team. And I, this is my take. Call me a Bills homer, whatever. Yeah. But I'm just like, I I think all around that guy can take over a game the way Mahomes can't sometimes. And so, can, you know. Can I, oh, I, I, if we had Josh Allen, I think we would have won this year. I mean, dude. Because we had, we had the defense. And most, most teams, I think, would go very far with that guy. And I just love it because the fact that he is the guy that every team laughs at us for taking. And they're like, I'm yeah. not a West guy. And can I tell you? I find myself more excited watching Josh Allen play than I do Patrick Mahomes. Oh yeah, it's so for me as an entertainment value. I like to watch sports, so like I watch a lot of football, I watch a lot of basketball, hockey, and all that. But out of all the quarterbacks that I saw this year, Josh Allen was the most by far the most entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Even through his struggles. Like yeah. there was a there was a week or two where he struggled. Pretty hey, we bad. don't want to talk about the Jacksonville game. No, we, no, we don't no, talk no. about that. I, you see, I forgot about that game. You just reminded <laughs> that's me. That's my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like for me, that's I really like it, and I love your future because you guys got digs for a couple more, or like one or two more, a couple years. more seasons. Yeah, Allen for the next ten years. Yeah. So. And, you got to realize, you guys are in that echelon now where you guys are considered up there with the Chiefs, with yeah. the yeah. Buccaneers, the top, the, the the top, top teams, teams, you know? And, yeah. like, that's that's big. Eventually, something's going to go your way. 
because that curse is going to be broken. And if the Cubs can win a World Series, the Bills can win a yeah. Series. You know what? I'm going to say it's going to feel insane. I'm going to dive through a folding table, uh, maybe lit on fire. And, uh, at beer zombies? At beer zombies. Oh, so, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, We're gonna I'll shotgun three beers, bro. It's going to be, it's gonna be great. And uh, I got to say shout out to my homegirl, Chris, from Basic Girl Beer Review. I'm coming for you and your Chiefs. So you may have this one, but we'll get some in the future. So, yeah. I like that. I like that. So, well, kick it to... This next beer, but then I'll bring up, hey, we got to talk about it, Matthew Stafford. Come on. The man who will shit on, on for on, so on. long. We'll save that for the end. Let's, okay, let's, let's, get, this, <laughs> let's get this new beer. Okay, so he's got to stop me. But this one, we got it, Mr. K's, Heron and I. It's a Stormy Seas Oyster Stout from Farfield Beer Co. So this one, I think it's the Oyster Stout, 4.9%. And... The reason why we wanted to get this is Heron and I were looking into the beer books. We were reading about stouts and the origin of stouts and oyster stouts were on there. There was a little section on it. We read about it and we were like, really? Like we never knew that was a thing. So we wanted to try it on the podcast and we're finally able to. So let's try it out. I already already went ahead. I pulled the JB. Sorry. (laughs) I pulled the D, bro. I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm learning hey, from you guys. It's funny, you guys make fun of me all the time for taking a pre-sip. Yeah. So far this year, I haven't. You guys <laughs> have. I know we're learning from you. I will say crazy, crazy light. I mean, 4.9, obviously, but I think it's funny. Some oyster stouts, people send it to shy away because like oysters, like, oh, it's going to be a yeah. fishy chocolate beer. It's just like, no, like they understand no. it's like the, the salinity from the sea, the shell and everything like that kind of pays a, a factor. I don't get a lot of salt on this. But no, really, no. Can I tell it's, you, this like, really reminds me of a Pilsner. It's like I a, don't know why. Like, like a light porter. Yeah. Like, no, call, I would almost call this close to like a Guinness. Yeah, yeah like a yeah, light porter. Right? I've like, never had a Guinness. So whoa, I've never had a Guinness. No, I'm being serious. That's a fireable offense. Like, it is, I was like, I want to talk about that. It <laughs> is a fireable offense. And like, I've been... Heron and I have been talking about this for like the last month of how I need to have a Guinness, yeah. how I need to get into that side of beer. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm open to it, but we just got to go do it. Yeah. We keep talking about it and just never have All so I know is it. that if you guys have me back on, I'm going to have you shotgun a Guinness on here. That's fine with me. A nitro Guinness or regular Guinness? Oh, we're doing oh. both. I was oh, like, oh, okay. Okay. I was back to back? Alright, best of both worlds. Alright. My man sweating over here. Honestly, Sounds like a good time. Right, we'll be fine. I think Heron's a lightweight here. He'll be the one like, Here's oh, the shit. thing. Do I have to do anything the next day? That's no, the question. hope not. Uh, especially be... when you want to drink it. Yeah. Buddy. Come on. No, you want to drink the next day you got work. Come on. <laughs> All right. So, D-Bro, do I have permission to go into this topic now? Yeah, go ahead. I, I just, I just, this conversation, you, you poured the beer and it was just sitting there and I was like, dude, I really want to drink no, this. I, I, like, I like that you're bringing this up for one reason because I had uh, a buddy who drafted basically the entire LA Rams offense for fantasy football <laughs> and we laughed at him. We're just like, I'm like Stafford. Like you're betting everything on Stafford and like what a season he's had, seriously. Like... That guy is seriously just sensational. I feel bad for Lions fans because they have to endure the pain. Oh, of yeah, that. that guy could have been that for you if you put the right pieces around him. So yeah. sorry to the city of Detroit. But um, yeah, man, like that guy's done some wonderful things this season. I think he, they, they could win it all. If anyone, I think he deserves to win it all. Yeah. Because oh, yes, yes, he does. Been in for so long. You know, I, I hate to say this. If Matthew Stafford ever wins a Super Bowl, he should give his Super Bowl ring to Megatron. 
or get him. <laughs> yes, he should. <laughs> Megatron was out of this league way too fast. Yes, but yeah. I, I, I'm a huge Matthew Stafford fan for when he first came into the league. I told JB plenty of times that the Broncos needed to trade for him, and Matthew Stafford is a shit. I don't know why everybody hates on him just because he gets hurt because he has no offensive line. Yeah. So and like my thing is is now he finally has a coach that's like, hey, I can put the right pieces around you, and you can succeed. And I'm gonna show off your talent. And watching Matthew Stafford go off this year was giving me Megatron vibes. I was like, dude, this dude is just gunslinging, not caring, throwing the ball downfield, and exciting football. And that's what a lot of football fans like. And that's why I think a lot of people are gravitating towards Matthew Stafford right now. Is like. Dude, this guy's exciting. He yeah. throws the ball almost every other play, and it's either a fantastic ball placement, a deep ball, uh, or just a misthrow. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to bring it up because I thought it was such a good move by the Rams because my parents have kind of been following them because they kind of haven't had a football team ever since they disowned the Chargers, and my little brother was into the Rams, so they kind of jumped on that batting wagon, and my parents were arguing about the Matthew Stafford thing. I was like, trust me. I was telling everyone, Matthew Stafford is going to be a menace there. Like, he's going to go in. He has great receivers, great ability to perform, and he showed it this year. He's exciting. Against Tom Brady to go punch for punch, just boom, 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 and then to take that end of the game into his hands and throw that perfect Do what Brady pass. does. That's what Matthew yep. Stafford said. I mean, hey, <laughs> like the I'll ultimate say this. redemption. I got to say as a Bills fan, fuck Tom Brady real quick. I'm yeah. 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 I, was like, I was like, sorry, that's just my little hey, piece. Hey, as a Steelers then, fan, fuck Tom Brady. <laughs> hey, hey, can I be honest here? The only time I can say fuck Tom Brady is when we went with Tim Tebow, but the other times Von Miller, Von Miller made is Tom Brady's Brady, yeah. yeah, I mean, I just love seeing him, like, you know, just being super salty, where, like, he's bleeding, and he's walking out the field, and it's like, things aren't going 100% for me, you're like, that's right, Tom, like, you're like, bye, old man, like, can, time can, to go. I Can I tell you this, I went to both playoff games in Denver, when they played in the AFC Championship game, Yeah, and when he lost, and fucking cried on the Jumbotron, and they fucking showed it in that fucking stadium... You should hear all the fucking people laughing. Oh yeah! Oh, it was it was so much pure joy to watch that man cry because we're just like <laughs> you are so successful and we like took you off your high horse type of thing. I mean, just know this: I was like, any people, any Boston fans listening right now, they're like, fuck these guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest. <laughs> Fuck you guys too. <laughs> you guys win everything, all right. You gotta let yeah, us guys. That's true. I like spread some love, guys. Come on. Yeah, now. spread some love. And and it's not the whole thing of yes, he went to another team and won. It's like, look, we respect him in the terms of greatness and what he's done, but still, fuck you. Like yeah, it's exactly. that whole thing. It's like it's a respect. respect it's a respect. Fuck you. Fuck you, you Respectfully, know? go fuck yourself. Yeah. So. I know yeah. we all just kind of like been. Dr- I've been drinking the quad. Yeah, I'm gonna hijack this Whoa. one. Like, yeah. let me. So this is you started now. Yeah. Gonna, let me um, let me hijack this one. <laughs> We've all done. I was like, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna hijack here. All right. So Pure Projects, one of my favorites out of San Diego. Uh, I got into these guys one of my first San Diego trips that I knew nothing about beer and walked in this tiny tap room that looks like a Brazilian jungle. <laughs> and they were like the nicest people. And they were like, hey, like we have these fantastic quads and quintuple IPAs. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> so. Thankfully, JB, you know I like pure. Um, So this one, Cataclysmic Event, it's a murky quintuple IPA. This one's coming at 15%. So, uh, but the crazy thing is you think think hot, you think crazy when you have these beers. Literally so smooth, good booziness, maltiness. 
I'm just, I'm gonna shut up here. Let's drink it. Uh, okay. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Yes. Cheers. I can tell you right now, Matt is a thousand percent correct. On I'm this. I'm like I'm I'm overexcited right now. Pure we'll project, bro. This weekend. Oh. Yes. So Heron JB and Heron are going to the very special event of the six year anniversary. Yes, that is correct. So we'll be down there. We got early access because our seller syndicate will be VIP. So we'll be uh, tasting exclusive probably bottles, first dibs to buy, and trying different taps. So. We'll be posting. We'll have giveaways of the stickers, pins. So if you're there, hit us up. But this one right here, we had it one time before. And it was better than their other one, Shadow of the Moon Quintuple. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. this was the best Quintuple I've ever had from them. Just I the think flavors. This is the best the, everything about <laughs> it, the smoothness, but it still has like a little booziness, a little hoppiness to it. Like it's just the perfect combination of everything you want in such a high percentage beer. But it's not gonna punch you in the face and make you be like, "Oh man, this is like nasty." This is smooth. This, this is doesn't taste smooth. like a quad at all. No, it doesn't. No. I was like, um, "This is oh, this is a quintuple. quintuple. This is a quintuple. quintuple. It's Sorry. five times." So I was like, "Crazy." You're so used quintuple. to the quads. We're Sorry, quintuple and quint. I'm like, this. You know what I like? You get a little bit of heat on it. So I like that the the characteristic is there. It's present because obviously we always say in beer there is, and honestly in bourbon too, which is a whole other rabbit hole you can go down. Yeah. But um, there is such a thing as too smooth. So mm. I like that you still get some of the good hot bill on this. You get a little bit of the heat. Like sometimes I want to taste a little bit of that greenness. Not overpowering, obviously, but man, that is good. I was like, good job, Pure Project. Yeah, and it was um, kind of a little backstory on Pure Project because it was one of the first breweries that we really got into also um i had pictures on my phone and then when i got with my girlfriend and i visited costa rica with her i missed the other anniversary of pure project the fifth yeah i think yeah i think it was the or last year so yeah the fifth one fifth year and i was in costa rica during the time and i was posting my hydro because i have their sticker and they're like oh they reposted me and they're like cheers to our anniversary that's where we're from and i was like wait how did i not know this so i searched it and i was like at the beach where they like started up so they're from costa rica and they were able to like start there as a brewery and then they came out here and they still work with costa rica to bring in different like the bananas and that banana stout that we're getting for their sixth oh, yeah. anniversary excited the, about that they've the used a lot of their stout i'm like, excited it's like everything from costa rica and i was like wow this is super awesome so just to learn that to visit the place where they're from and have that connection with them and um pura vida is like the national like slogan for costa rica and so on Pure Project's tap board in the Miramar room, it says, yeah, Beer right. Vida. Yeah, so yeah. it's like the, their play on words of like that kind of slogan. So I thought it was really cool and to experience their culture and where they're from. It just makes it even that much better to be a part of their culture, be a part of the Cellar Syndicate and just... Give you a new oh, sound yeah. appreciation. Yeah, much. it just makes yeah. you appreciate them even more. So, awesome. So, Matt, I know you said this is very smooth. Do you have any last words for this beer? I mean, last words is thank you for uh, being in my glass. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I was like, thank you for keeping me warm in this cold Vegas night. Right. Um, but yeah, fantastic stuff as usual. I mean, pure honestly does not miss for me. So I uh, yeah, good good stuff. So all right, Heron, what do you? What's your final thoughts on this beer? So this is interesting. So this definitely has more of a hoppy characteristic than the the other quintuple that they made. 
Because that one, I feel like, was all sweet because of the booziness. I mean... Yeah, it was like boozy sweet, but in a bad way, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with booziness comes sweetness. And and here, I think they, they realized, like, hey, we need a little more a little more beer in this, a little less, I don't know, like, I don't know, bourbon kind of sweetness. Not really, but, like... I'll know. say, as it warms, too, it's like, it's got a good maltiness, sweetness, even yeah. Yeah. from higher yeah, yeah, yeah. IPAs. So, I... I love it. If you're in the San Diego area, search them out, get some stuff, phone a friend. I know I'm going to have uh, you two bring me some stuff back from here. Yes. Oh, so, yes, sir. Oh, trust me. Um, I already got my order like ready for them. Like, oh, yeah. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know what's going to be there, yeah, too. So, like, like this is going to be dangerous. I, yes, it's going <laughs> to be one of those trips that you take and you're just like, God damn it. You know, come back with a case, load up the trunk. We've all been there. Oh, yeah. Uh, we well, load the credit card so, cases. So, <laughs> Matt, I got a funny story to tell you. Okay. So, one of the first times I ever went down to Peer Project is during peak pandemic was with this guy. We took his car all the way down to San Diego. And he's like, hey, man, we're going to hit Peer Project. I was like, cool. We get to Peer Project. I'm like, damn, this place is small. Like you said, like a Brazilian jungle. <laughs> and we're sitting there drinking. And then... He goes, all right, cool, we're going to start loading these cans. I was like, what the fuck do you mean we're going to start loading these cans? <laughs> we, walking, our cooler. we took our cooler that had maybe three boxes full okay. of beer just stacked inside of it. Oh, yeah, been so, there. Wait, what? No, that's just the beginning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we go to... Ape-It. No, 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 no. What? We went oh, to the modern times. No, 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 no. Before that. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, we went to way too many places. Okay. What's the place that's next to it that your parents go to all the time? Ballast oh, Point. Ballast Point. Ballast Point. Yeah. We went to Ballast Point. We got, my we got a fucking cake. cake, and then we got two crawlers. Okay. Then we go to McKellar. Oh yeah. We we sit there. We we'll start drinking McKellar. We're like, man, fuck. This Not is bad. good. Yeah. Yeah. We get another two cases. So that's sitting in the back of his car. Yeah. We go to Modern Times. Uh, we'll get a case so we get another Dude. box then we go to 8-bit this is where we fucked up <laughs> <laughs> we got another three boxes so we got a cooler full maybe six boxes back there and a keg back there a and keg? a keg yeah, and a then small keg, but a small keg and then a keg from Ballast Point yeah. so <laughs> we're, like, we're sitting there and I'm like dude what the fuck? If we got pulled over, there would be some suspicion. Like, yeah, they're going to be like, I need to see some papers here. Yeah, so like, like that was my first experience ever going to like breweries and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, damn, this is the hobby? Like, you just can't go there and get like, well, you got to get a whole <laughs> thing? I mean, that's that's how it goes. So that, that like, that's the story of how like, I got brought up on it because it's just so funny because like, I, like, this is right around the time that like, I got into it with him. Yeah. So now like, I'm just like, all those photos are coming up, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, dude, this is just like because it was like crazy peak pandemic, way. so like we were stuck at home, and we we're just like we just were crushing beers like every day. It'll just be like, all right, let's go one, two, three, four, and like you just like, oh man, yeah, we were just going through them, but yeah, it was a fun trip. We we got so many great things, and just to have that experience of traveling down there to the different breweries, getting stuff from them, and then being able to take it back. And let me tell you, hauling that shit up to the fucking second floor apartment oh, was yeah. a uh, That oh. was bitch. That was tough. Like, <laughs> hey, that was a gotta put the workout in. Yeah. 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 But... We're going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. We're definitely going to have Matt on for our interview series and a duffel, a definitely amount of episodes coming forward. We're yeah. definitely, when we have our bourbon episode, we got to bring you on. Absolutely. Because I feel like you, 
Yeah. You got something. I mean, you know what? I, I'm going to say I'm going to bring the bourbon master with me, um, Vinny. Okay. Also, I'm going to bring him with me as okay. my, my best buds. He got me into the world of bourbon and showing me stuff for the last uh, year or two. So uh, I think you can't have a bourbon episode without him. Yeah. So, I think we yeah. got to bring both of you for that episode. Yeah, hopefully, I think that's fair. if we could do something like that, we could try to get my boss in if we could squeeze that Ooh. in because he is the bourbon like, he whiskey collector. He He's crazy. Like, All right, put me has, on the list for the mega episode, guys. Yeah, yeah like, like that mega. would be a great one to get everyone <laughs> yep. together. Because when he has the stouts and barrel aged stuff from the different places, especially like Horace, he's gotten some stuff from Side Project, and he'll just be like, I could tell this barrel, this barrel, this barrel off of the taste. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how is that even possible? <laughs> like, I'm like, I could get this heat or I could get like subtle things. And he's like, no, I, trust me, this is like what I did. I traded this style. This is. Like something I was super passionate about. I know how every barrel tastes. I have these in my cabinet. Like, and he's, I'm like, what the? So it's just cool. I and I want him to bring that knowledge onto the podcast and talk about it because it's such a unique, like, space when you could just kind of deep dive into it. He said there's just so much to it. The group, the community. He has so many friends and people that he'll always talk to. And he even out here in Vegas made friends with people at the liquor store and they would be like, Hey man, this is coming in. Like, come get it. And that's how you get some of this rare stuff. You make those connections and they'll call you first cause they know yeah. you'll support them. So just, that's what it's all about. Bringing everything together and hopefully. Hey, looking forward to it, guess. Yeah. yeah so fun. definitely Sorry. check out beer zombies. Anytime you're out here in Vegas, they got what? Three locations, yep. four? Three, three locations three, now. Yeah. We have one in Texas and one in Salt Lake. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. definitely stop by. Give them a shout-out. Tell them that we sent you. Yep. And if you see Matt, say hi. Absolutely. He's very friendly. Yeah, on Instagram, he's Mortal Cloak. <laughs> you go follow him on there. Uh, Beer Zombies, check him out on Instagram, Facebook. And then also check us out. We got our Facebook up and running. We got Instagram. And we'll be at some point within probably the next month or so, we'll have YouTube up to upload these podcasts. And hopefully sometime this year, we'll transition to a video podcast also. So that way you guys could be here, experience the fun, and that'll be great too. So thank you guys. Appreciate it. And a quick PSA, Those Millennials is about to have their 100th episode and I'm about to be on there. So go check it out. Give them a shout out. Let them know that we sent you. Deuces. Cheers.